Spooky. Spooky. <laughs> I want brains. Mmm, brains. Have you ever eaten brains? No, the weirdest thing that I've eaten is cow intestines. It's not weird. You're right. Food is not inherently weird. There's nothing weird. There's no weird food. There's people who make food weird, but there's no weird food. True. Yes. We're not we're not here for that. We have known people to just put raw broccoli in the microwave. That that's weird. But broccoli yes. itself is not weird. But no, I guess like the least common part of an animal that I've eaten is intestines. Mm. Brains are good. They're weird, but they're like weird tasting. Yeah. In a way, but they are really good. You're a zombie. I've had I've had cow brain. And I've had cow intestines. Mm-hmm. Ate scorpions a few times. They're really delicious. Those are good. Yeah. Nice and crunchy. I also makes you feel powerful too. I've also eaten chocolate covered crickets, but those are just like Oh, I love crickets. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the spicy crickets you can get in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. are good. Mm-hmm. Cricket tacos. We keep talking about making cricket tacos and I really want to soon. Sure. Well that should be enough for lead in. Um Hey, babe. Yeah, babe? Remember that time we watched Shaun of the Dead? You mean the 2004 horror comedy that is the first installment in the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy? I sure do. Alongside Hot Fuzz and The World's End? Mm-hmm. I think we're going to watch, watch both of those later tonight, honestly. <laughs> They're good. All three of them are good. Um, so yeah, I'm Nicole. I'm Topher. And we're the Horror Babes. We're joined today by special guest and super producer, Marceline the Vampire Queen. She is passed out asleep. Right next to the computer. (laughs) Our little black kitty cat. Who scratched me to shit earlier because she did not want to go to the vet. Yeah, she became a kitty tornado. (laughs) Don't worry, guys. I picked her up some kitty Xanax. It's going to be fine. And she's passed the fuck out with some catnip right now. Yeah, she's, she's doing okay. Our little stoner. Yep. So yeah, before we dive in and talk a lot about zombies. It's going to be so much. <laughs> our, uh, we're going to be doing our normal format here. And just in case this is your first time with us, first of all, welcome. Second of all, the format's going to be Topher will take us through uh, who made this thing, shout out the cast and crew, and then I'll take us through the plot. And then we'll go into a deeper analysis of said plot. Mm-hmm. So Topher, without further ado, who made this thing? Not Sam Raimi, but I think, and I will argue this later, Sort of like an intellectual uh, successor to him. Fair. Uh, yeah, it was Edgar Wright. Uh, written and directed by Edgar Wright alongside Simon Pegg. Who also stars in the movie. He sure does. Yeah. yeah. Um, Pegg's done a lot of writing. Yeah. He um, he wrote the third Star Trek film. Oh. The, the big ones that Abrams was directing. Mm-hmm. He wrote that one. And he's written like he written he wrote Space with Edgar Wright. He wrote this. He wrote the whole Cornetto trilogy with Edgar Wright. They've had a lot of fun together. He looks like my college voice teacher. Oh, really? A lot like him. Um, and that's always really fun for me because I love my college voice teacher. Shout out Dr. Keller if you're uh Sounds like Dr. Keller was a hottie. He, you know, he was he was doing well for him. I think he, he had a husband when I was there. Yeah. Mm. He probably still has a husband. I just don't know for sure. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Uh, yeah, I, know, I just have always had a serious like attraction to Simon Pegg. I've always thought he was very hot. In a very British way, but I think he's very sexy. Yeah, I mean, that um, British sensibility translates really well in this film. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I think it's re- relatable across the uh, continents. So. Yeah. And we'll talk about that comedy and translation later. Totally. Yeah, it stars Simon Pegg, as we said, as Sean of the Dead. Of the Dead, <laughs> yes. Say his full name. Come on, Sorry, respect. Sean. Of the Dead. <laughs> Uh, Kate Ashfield as his girlfriend Liz mm-hmm. Kind of on and again off again girlfriend Yes Nick Frost as his best friend Ed mm-hmm. Lucy Davis, not Dacus, but Lucy Davis as Diane I always read it as Dacus, but yeah. yes <laughs> uh, Dylan Moran as David, the uh, twat <laughs> <laughs> The twat Sorry, yeah, uh, Diane is the failed actress and David is the twat Every town has a twat <laughs> um, We've got Peter Serafinowicz as Pete. I love him, by the way. He's one of my favorite actors. He's good. Um, he's, he's not in this like a lot, a lot, but he's good. The parts that he is in are very good. He delivers mm-hmm. really well, even as a zombie. Yeah, very good zombie. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Yeah, but he um, <laughs> he had a nice little cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, he's been in John Wick. He was in that terrible Melissa McCarthy movie, Spy. 
Oh, um, I forgot about that. Yeah, but most recent he's most recently he's been starring on uh, At Home with Amy Sedaris. Oh, cool. As a yeah, as a God, we love Amy Sedaris. Stan all of the Sedaris's. Good God. He also I forgot that he did uh, voice work for Neo Yokio. Oh, that's um, cool. The guy from Vampire Weekends uh, anime that he made Fun. for Netflix. Yeah, it's really good. I like that one a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I I have a I I every time I see Peter Serafinowicz, I'm like I love you. You're right. such a good actor, you know. Yeah, I agree. Big fan. Yeah, oh, the acting in this film is. is I have I have no top notes. notch. Yeah, it's no very notes. Good. Uh, we also have Bill Nye as Philip, and um, Bill Nye. Yeah. The science guy. No. Bill. 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 Bill, Bill. Bill. <laughs> we just trying to like summon Bill Nye. Oh my god. <laughs> I love Bill Nye. I uh, I quick sidebar here. Um, when I was having more like random jobs in New York, like I was with mm-hmm. like a temp agency, I um, had to like monitor um, like the doors for some event that I didn't know what it was. Okay. It turns out it was just like Bill Nye talking to people for an hour. <laughs> so you best bet that after like everyone was admitted. I just snuck my little usher way in <laughs> and just stood in the back and like definitely took a photo or two or three right. of Bill Nye because I was like, my like seven-year-old Nicole is geeking out right now. <laughs> Even like 30-year-old Nicole. Like I love Bill Nye. That's, I love his I mean, work. that's fair. He We grew up on it. Every time somebody wheeled in the, uh, the TV, TV cart, it was Yo, either that or the... What was that Discovery show? They had the books that went along with it, but like... Reading Rainbow. Of course, Reading Rainbow. We love LeVar Burton. I can't wait to have him as a guest, but I'm talking about the... Um, you remember those books? They would be like... like uh, they were history books, but they were like picture books that were I'm like sure diagrams and they had it. the tv show that they did if i saw it i'm sure i would um recognize it but leave a leave a note in the co- oh my god good kitty good stretch nicely upside down now and there's the there's the claw you lost in me <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but we also have penelope wilton as barbara barbara we're coming to get you barbara oh we haven't covered that yet, but it is one of our favorites. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was... I loved Penelope Walton in Doctor Who. She played the Prime Minister briefly. Oh, nice. During David Tennant's run. Nice. She was very, very good in it. Um, then we've got some nice uh, sort of cameos in here. We've got Jessica Stevenson, who was also in Spaced with uh, Simon Pegg as mm-hmm. Yvonne, his ex-girlfriend, I think. Right? Is that what we're supposed to read Yvonne as? Oh, I guess so. The one he keeps running into. Yeah. And she's like, well, God's very pretty. And like, yeah. She's kind of got like. um, I could pick up on those vibes. Yeah. They weren't like obvious, but I could pick up. At least like college friends, you know? But I think that they. I think that we're supposed to read that they used to date. Yeah. The awkwardness and everything. Well, yeah. I either read it as they used to date or just that she is kind of the embodiment of like um, his shortcomings like his potential her say, well yeah her saying like you know i just bought a house and he's like wow so and, adult right and then you know in the end she's the one who shows up in the army tank right you know? yeah so, like, she's the competent version of sean yeah so it's either maybe they did date and or it's just like a physical representation of like his shortcomings yeah, or just like a, a comparison like the, the different version of him where yeah. if he were successful that's what he would be yeah yeah, yeah. like She's someone his age like yeah. a colleague who is very successful and not like some bullshit middle manager of a failing electronics store yeah yeah, yeah. i it's one or, or the other or right. you know, maybe both i don't yeah. know yeah but i i loved her she's so good in space and it's such a funny contrast because that's why she's in this because mm-hmm. she worked on space with the both of them and she was his co-star in that yeah um nick frost was as well as the weird like libertarian neighbor gotcha <laughs> but um yeah no i i love jessica stevenson i think she's just such a great actor mm-hmm. um we've also got rafe spall in here as noel Mm-hmm. Martin Freeman, a little cameo from him in his early days yeah, as Declan. This young is the, Martin Freeman. This is the same year as Love Actually? It's around the same time. Uh, yeah, he, 03, looked, 04. he looked around the same age, yeah. Yeah, because that was his kind of like breakthrough role yeah. uh, internationally. Yeah. And then he had a cameo in this. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Reese Shearsmith is Mark. Tim's in Grieg and another uh, great little cameo from Black Books. Yeah, she's in. Uh, she's in here as Maggie, uh, and Julia Deacon as Yvonne's mom, and Matt Lucas as cousin Tom. A lot of like great British character actors just sort of making little cameos in here. Totally. Um, I yeah. So they that last series of people is the ones who are the other group mm-hmm. that match uh, Sean's. Yes, that's that's a pretty fun parallel. It's a great moment. Yeah. Speaking of little uh, cameos, Chris Martin from Coldplay and he plays a zombie randomly. <laughs> He's the one in and the yellow himself. hat and yeah. himself. I guess yeah. it's just like, I mean, that's. I enjoy that Chris Martin has a sense of humor like that. He's just right. like, I don't sure. Apparently, the story goes that uh, Edgar Wright just called him and was like, "Do you want to come be in my zombie movie?" And he's like, "Totally." <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love someone who's down for anything. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite British comedians, Rob Brydon, has a little cameo in this as a football commentator mm-hmm. and the zombies from hell uh, yeah. presenter when they're like the, when they are doing the game show with the zombies, that's his voice. Um, nice. Also Joe Cornish is a zombie. Like there's all these just amazing British comedians who just make little cameos. It's clearly just like Edgar Wright flipping through his um, yellow, not his yellow pages, his little black book or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. His Rolodex. That's, yeah. Jesus Christ. His <laughs> Rolodex and just... Like, I like Little Black Book. <laughs> yeah. And that that insinuates that it's, like, sexual. Eh, um, maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he. Uh, it, it just feels like he had a really stacked Rolodex and was just, like, calling people, like, hey, do you want to be in, in this? <laughs> do you want to come be a zombie? Like, right. how fun is that? You yeah. Because, like, Mark Gaddis has a voice cameo in this. Yeah. Um, who's an amazing... He wrote for Doctor Who forever mm-hmm. um, and wrote Sherlock yeah. with... Um, um, what's his name that I hate? <laughs> Stephen... Um, I can't think of his last name. He wrote Doctor Who and he wrote Sherlock, and I can't stand him. Um, but, yeah, like, Garth Jennings has a cameo as the fun dead zombie. Yeah. Uh, that's the one who is falling over on, like, the inflatable... Um, and then, oh yeah, the Smiths are in there as well because they, well, it's just, it's just the archive footage, but it's so funny that like, yeah, when he's flipping through the channels and he has the panic, they, yeah. they're singing panic. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Edgar Wright makes a cameo as well uh, as Rabid Monkey's newsreader, Pratt Falling Zombie, and Italian restaurant voice. So when he calls the, pl- the place that does all the fish. Yes, yes. That's Edgar Wright's voice. Love it. Yeah. Um, definitely going to shout out the people in this, uh, the crew, because yeah. it's an incredible crew. Yeah. Uh, Dan Mudford and Pete Woodhead both did um, the music. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Great. Fantastic. Right. Yep. Cinematography, unparalleled work here from David Dunlap. And yeah. if you know that name, you should. Um, he actually shot. Uh, he worked in the camera department for the original Men in Black. Which heads up to all of our beloved Film nerds, Topher's got a treat for you in oh, the analysis so portion. Yeah. He's got a lot, <laughs> a lot of um, shot analysis here. So oh, so much. Stay tuned if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but he worked on House of Cards season three. He worked on um, the Switch. He worked on Julie and Julia. Goes like he's done a bunch of like uh, rom coms. Yeah, which is interesting because he is such an incredible cinematographer, and you don't typically think of that. Yeah, um, but he like he yeah. Was, you don't watch a romantic comedy for the cinematography necessarily. Yeah. It's but a bonus. But he worked yeah. on someone I'm going to mention later too. Uh, he worked on Royal Tenenbaums with Wes Anderson. Nice. Um, and then like, but that's just him in like the camera department. But his as a cinematographer, he actually was the DP for House of Cards for a few for like twelve episodes. Shot almost all of Gossip Girl. Cute. Yep. Um, yeah, like he's just an interesting, interesting cinematographer, but like, I love his work, you know? Yeah, no, I do too. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it in this film for sure. Yeah. And then the editing, oh my God, the editing in this, that's the other Mm -hmm. big thing I'm going to dive in on. Um, but that's done by Chris Dickens who also did Les Mis, Mm -hmm. Rocket Man, Nice, Slumdog Millionaire. Mm -hmm. He also did the entire Cornetto trilogy. Like he's... One of my favorite editors. I seriously, yeah. like if I had the, seriously, if I had the chance to work with him, I would jump. Yeah. And all of these things come together to make a very, very successful horror comedy film. And yeah. I'm going to definitely go into that in the analysis portion. But uh, you, 
in order to set the vibe, you need all of these things to come together, especially if you're doing a very particular subgenre. You right. know, like yeah. where it's kind of crossover. Yeah. You need you need like someone to set the vibe, and I think that it was very well done in this one in particular. Hundred um, percent. Speaking of vibes and setting them, I rarely shout this out, but this is the job that if I were not a director or writer, the job I would have in film mm-hmm. would be a foley artist. I love, I love watching foley artists work. There's um, a special little pocket in TikTok. <laughs> there um, is, yeah, it's for fantastic. Foley work yeah. where you know you just see people put on the shoes and they're you know. It's just it's really fascinating to me to watch people people work in yeah, that way, like slapping a bag of rice or. Well, it's a part of film that a lot of people don't think of. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's funny the uh, the sound of the Tie Fighters in Star Wars. Yeah, do you know how that came about? You told me, but I forgot. R- refresh so, my memory. Uh, the Foley artist whose name I unfortunately cannot remember, uh, he shot. Uh, he took a he took a direct mic, right? Yeah. Like a long D uh-huh. mic put it down like a or put it at the end of like a 30 something long foot tube mm-hmm. and just recorded the sound of the LA freeway. Oh, that's and cool. And then like twisted the sound around. Nice. Yeah. It's so cool, right? I love that. I love that little bit of trivia. Mhm. It's also how uh there's also something with the land speeder that mm-hmm. Luke has in uh, uh a new hope that has something to do with that as well. At least the LA traffic's good for something. <laughs> Jeez, as a New Yorker, I'm like, yeah, the LA yeah, traffic. Yeah, fuck the LA traffic. Damn, like, oh, come on, walk it. Yeah, cats. But yeah, he's. I I love this Foley artist, Peter Burgess. He's worked on so many amazing movies. He also worked on Slumdog, uh, Casino Royale, Baby Driver. He's done a lot of work with. Uh, Edgar Wright. Nice. He did Devs. Like, he also did Rocket Man. Like, he's done so much. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, like, the, the crew of this actually kind of all go together. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're all, like, same union or something like that. <laughs> or, like, same know. guild or something. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you can get a Foley job, fuck, you're set, dude. Yeah. Because he's worked with, um, he's always, he's worked on every single one of Alex Garland's films as well. Oh, nice. And uh, Devs, the TV show he did. Cool. Yeah. I just I, I have to shout out the Foley artist Foley artist in this because it's just incredible. Yeah. And uh, Arthur Grayley was the Foley editor, but yeah, Peter Burgess caps off to you, buddy. I want to know how they got the squish of the guts, like. Oh yeah. Usually you fill a bag with like ground beef or like some sort of ground meat and put water in there. And then just like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like you'll throw it. And that'll be the sound of it squishing. Nice. Yeah. I've watched a lot. <laughs> I, yeah, I can tell. I've watched a lot of different behind the scenes with Foley. It's such a fascinating job to me. Yeah. Production companies, Studio Canal, WT, Squ- uh, WT Squared, and Big Talk. Uh, mm-hmm. Distribution was from uh, Universal and United. Mm-hmm. And Rogue Pictures in the U.S. Um, it was released, yeah, 2004, like we said, in the U.K. And uh, March and April. Uh, premiere was March and then wide release was April, and then it made its way to the States in September. Great. 2004. It's a nice runtime, 99 minutes. It really does get in and out mm-hmm. in a great way. Want to guess the budget? Uh, 1.4 million? 6.1. 6.1 million? Yeah. See, this is, uh, I don't know numbers. That's fair, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know math. I don't, I don't know math. I don't, I don't. I don't do math. Oh, I good don't. stretch, kitty. Good. Y'all are going to keep hearing us (laughs) congratulate our cat on stretching. On the the most menial tasks. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it made 31 or 30 million back at the box office, which I love. Yeah, I'm I'm such a big fan of this movie. I mean, I can't I don't know anybody who really isn't. Yeah. Even if you don't like zombie films, you like this one. Yeah. Again, it just it does a really great job of staying in the horror realm, but also being really hilarious with just regular old like it's got slapstick comedy it's got dark comedy it's got all these things and yeah i think that even if you aren't a horror fan i think that you can get into this one absolutely yeah you know because it yeah. is so funny it's 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 just made it's so accessible yeah you know it's a nice romp yeah i, I really a, a romp is a great way to describe it that's what wright does too you know yeah. he is just a guy who makes romps and that's why i compare him to sam raimi well, not and we'll like, break down the shot technique later but he is such a person who enjoys camp 
and knows how to like yeah well he even like adds in an element of comedy of errors with sean not even noticing that for like you know a really long time for a ridiculously long time that it doesn't hit him that like oh my god it's like you know zombie apocalypse basically Mm -hmm. um like that's a little bit of comedy of errors because when he's like flipping through the TV stations and it's trying yeah. to send him a message, he, he's just like not getting it. And, you know, so like it's funny and he just he just thinks that, you know, the guy outside of the bar is just like drunk, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're just like drunk they're just doing like ELO. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's wild yeah. to me that this is his first major film. This is his first feature. Really? Yeah. Sean, uh, not Sean. Um, yeah, Sean of the Dead. Or sorry, Edgar Wright. Ed, yeah, Edgar Wright. Yeah, yeah. That's this is I his meant. first. He'd only done um, Spaced and a few other things. Uh, well, before it's one this. hell of a debut. Yeah, right. A debut. A debut. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, I really truly love that this is he. He just hasn't had any misses, really. Yeah. I mean, all of the Cornetto trilogy are amazing. Yeah. Um, Scott Pilgrim, amazing. Yeah. Uh, Baby Driver, amazing. For sure. And we're really excited because he's got a proper horror noir coming out next year, and I cannot wait. Oh, that might be one where we like go to the theater and then cover it immediately. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're going to take the train back that night and cover it that night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited. I'll, I'll send you the trailer. It's got, um, it's like time travel with Anya Taylor-Joy. Oh, God, love her. Great. Yeah. Big, awesome. Big Sold. mood. Yeah. So I'm very excited, but I have talked enough for a while. You want to give me uh, some plot, my love? For sure. So we're in Crouch End, London. (laughs) Think about that for a moment. Um, We've got Sean, our electronic salesman, who very obviously is just a little schlubby, just in his motivation. Yeah, he cracks a lot of beers. Good Foley work. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Um, I'll do my best. Well done. <laughs> um, and yeah, he has, you know, very early on, we notice that he just like is kind of fumbling through life. And He's a piece of shit. Yeah. He, he, he constantly feels disrespected by like the people he works with or. Yeah. That's Rafe Spall like, being a bigger piece of shit than him somehow. Yeah. <laughs> just undermining him left and right. Yeah. He doesn't get along with his stepfather, Philip, which is an important detail. Um, he ends up being dumped by Liz because he just can't get his shit together and she deserves better sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, cause Liz is worried about, you know, if I stay with you, you like, she's kind of basically in so many words, she says, you're holding me back. Yeah. She, you're getting us in a rut and we're going to be sitting in a pub wondering the where the same years sad went. pub. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Liz does deserve better. She does. Sean couldn't even make dinner reservations. Like, come on. The easiest on. thing in the world. Bro, it's a two-second phone call. Right. And even today, it's not. You get on Yelp. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can make reservations anywhere on Yelp. But anyway, so Sean is completely boohoo heartbroken. And uh, so what does he do? Goes to the pub, gets, gets drunk, drunk with yep. Ed, um, <laughs> who is his roommate, his best friend. Does an amazing um, orangutan impression. For sure. We see that like within the first 15 minutes. Top notch. Yeah. No notes. And their pub is the Winchester. Also yes. an important detail. It's the name. So then we've got another flatmate, Pete, who is like, who is like complaining about getting mugged on his way home. And he's like, he's like, the fucker bit me. Yeah. And we're like, okay, that's weird. But like, all right. Just some um, crackhead. Yeah. 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 Basically. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't ask him. <laughs> And yeah, and Pete kind of is like, you know, he's got like a nine to five. And so he kind of looks down on Sean and Ed. Mm. Ed just stays at home all day. Have no idea how he pays rent. He sells um, a bit of weed here and there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they do say that. They he, do say that. Yeah. So he sells a bit. of You've sold puff? <laughs> to you in college. <laughs> yes. Once yeah. to you in college. Yeah. Once to you in college. Um, I'm just going to keep shouting out favorite lines because it's all of them. <laughs> yeah, this movie is very clever. No misses. Um, so then after he's been bitten, um, Pete, uh, there's uh, we wake up in the next morning and it's pretty clear to us that there's a zombie apocalypse that's going on in uh, London. Right. So Sean and Ed are, this is where the comedy of errors comes in. 
where it's like they don't notice. They're just like, yo, there's a girl in the garden. <laughs> and she, they're like, haha, you're so drunk. How many did you have, drunkie? And then she like tries to attack him and, and Ed's taking photos on a disposable camera. Ed, help. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, wait, wait a minute. Um, two seconds. Yeah. And then that's also a recurring thing. They mm-hmm. always say, two seconds. My brother and I say that to each other all the time. I love that. So they end up just uh, beating the zombies with a shovel and a cricket bat. <laughs> and then this is when it finally clicks with them like, oh, shit. Like they watch the news and the guy is like, you need to have like, you know, blunt trauma to the head uh, yeah. or cut their head off. Like that's the only way to kill them, like sort of thing. Yeah. Remove the head or destroy the brain. Yeah, that's that's how they say it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a better way than mm-hmm. I was trying to explain it. Um <laughs> So they come up with a plan, um, which is, you know, a very funny scene as well, them coming up with this plan. Um, And the fucking records moment. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's really funny. Where he's like, no, that's the original pressing or whatever. And it's like, it's it's. I like it. Yeah, this is this is a really great way to like sneak in comedy the into Shade a horror record. film. Like that's Liz's chucks. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, so they devise a plan um, to go and rescue his mom, Barbara, because he's worried about um, her Who being calls with Philip Pickle. Pickle, it's so cute. That's <laughs> adorable. And so they're like, we're gonna kill Philip. And we're, because she <laughs> because she reveals that like he's not feeling well. Yeah, and then, so they're and like, that he's oh been shit! Yeah, someone tried to break into the house earlier. Have you yeah. been bitten, mum? No. no, but Philip has. And that beat yeah. she takes is so well done. Yeah, and then no. they're like, okay, so their whole plan is kill Philip, rescue mom, drive to Liz's, rescue Liz, and then wait for everything to blow over at the Winchester. <laughs> so make a nice cup of tea. <laughs> Oh yeah, and so they um, they grab they grab Pete's car in a really funny moment where he's like, "Wait, I have to go to the bathroom." So he goes to the bathroom and he sees the shadow of Pete, which great horror, like such so a good reference, good. Yeah. such a good reference of seeing like the shadow of Pete behind the shower curtain, amazing. And yeah. you're just seeing it in the mirror, so you're seeing what Sean is seeing. It's great. Which is a reference to the shot earlier where he closes the mirror and Pete's right there. Yes. Another classic. Like we talk about movies being steeped in reference. This is possibly the most referential movie we'll ever talk about. And again, that's another way to really make a successful crossover comedy mm-hmm. um, horror film. Yeah. So then he's like, hey, um, we're going to take your car. And then he notices he's like a full on zombie. And so he's like, oh, fuck. So he <laughs> runs. They grab Pete's car. Fuck. Yeah. And they go to Sean's mom's house. And she basically just will not leave without Philip. <laughs> Refuses. So he's like, oh, OK, come the fuck on. But OK. So Sean's such a brat, too. Like, Philip's so good to him. He's, yeah, he loves Philip's him so fine. much. Yeah. And like, so he grabs Philip and his mom, and I think he's just a mama's boy, you know. He really is. Um, and then so they start to drive to go and pick up Liz, and we get this also really, really great moment where he has to come in through the window, and they're all really freaked out, but then they notice it's just him, and they're and he's like, "Let me in, let me in, I've come to rescue you." But Liz's flatmates who are together, yeah, David and Diane, David and Diane. Um, the failed actress and the twat. Yes, yes. <laughs> they want to. They want to come with, and so we've got a packed car here. Um, oh, and they take the Jag because he wrecks Peter's re- car on definitely purpose. on purpose because he's you obsessed were parked with cars. and he just shrugs. He's like, Meh. guess we got to take that nice ass car. And then we get this. Uh, you are not driving this car. <laughs> And then we get this touching moment where Philip reconciles with Sean, and then he so sweet dies and turns into mm. a zombie. It breaks um, my heart every time. I know it's very sad, and it's it's a it's a really nice it's a really nice touching moment, like you said. Mm. So the group decide to abandon the car because he because Philip has become a zombie, which I think is questionable. I think you shove <laughs> I think you open the fucking door, you shove him out while you're driving, and you run over him and keep going. Personally. That's what I would have done. Yeah. But I realize that when you're in a crisis, you are not thinking clearly. Right. So they're they're basically like, okay. 
I think we can just beeline it to the Winchester. Like it's just uh, over like these fences. Like we can see it. I think we can do it. So their plan is hilarious. They're just deciding to act like zombies, which I was like, <laughs> it's in the whole point of zombies is that like they can smell like living brains. Yeah. I mean, it changes by movie, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm able to let that like little convenience slide because it is really funny. Yeah. It's perfect. For watching them. Diane doing her little acting class. Yes. Where she's like, your motivation is this, your tactics are this. And it's just like, it's you're funny. dead. You're sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and fucking Nick Frost with the, I'll do it on the night. It is the night. It's today. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. Uh. And then um, Barbara just literally walk. Uh, she's just looking confused. And then she's like, great job. And she's like, oh, I was light years away. Sorry, dear. I was miles away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's- but then she's great. She's just walking, you she's know, amazing. with like a. She's she's like she's got a little handbag in her hands. Yeah, and she's like looking around, just like what the fuck. So <laughs> they're going over the fences, and Barbara's ass gets gets distracted. She's like, I think the blah 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 live here. Yeah, and then you know gets attacked by a zombie. Basically, gets bitten, <laughs> which we find out later. But um, I don't think they live here. I don't think they live here, and I'm like Barbara. <laughs> Barbara, we are in a cry. What are you worried about? Barbara, this is serious. This is not time to get a cup of sugar from your neighbor. Like, lady, get with the program. We're all going to die. I can't keep going. It's too funny. Like, what? God, is- she's amazing. She's I love such it. a good. It's I love a it. powerhouse performance from her. Yeah, she's Truly. hilarious. Penelope um, Wilton forever. Five ever. Hell yes. Um, so they eventually get to the Winchester, even though um, David has like a freak out moment when um, Sean is trying to tell him like there's a back door. He just like <laughs> chucks a garbage <laughs> he can just says, into helter the... skelter and tosses the garbage straight can. up, straight up, and and everyone's like, what the fuck, man? They're gonna follow us. So Sean decides to be a, a diversion and just goes into the crowd, basically crowd surfs through some zombies, just like you know. <laughs> And um, everyone is like going into the Winchester, and I they're kind of like, well, we need to like board up everything. And mm-hmm. um, David is being, you know, as Sean called him, a twat, saying like, what's it, what's his big plan? Like he clearly has something against Sean. You know, we it's because he's dating it's Liz. He's, yeah. Well, he he's in love with Liz. Right. He's dating Diane, but he's in love with Liz. Sorry, that Sean's dating Liz. That's his oh, problem yes, with Sean. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And, like, yeah, Sean's a piece of shit, but he's actually kind of... He's a great hero in this, and David yeah. wants to be the big man. He does. It's such a great reference to Dawn of the Dead, by the way. Yeah. Oh, no, no, Night of the Living Dead, sorry. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, it's, yeah, steeped in reference of I mean, all the, the title is literally a reference to Dawn of the Dead. Yes. But uh, Night of the Living Dead, the first Romero. The original Romero, yeah. yeah. And then um, definitely 28 Days Later, kind of mm-hmm. any zombie film you can think of this has got you know some sort of reference to but yeah so so diane has a really good like redeeming moment here um where she kind of said like david's complaining like what are we gonna eat bar peanuts and (laughs) you know like what's the plan and sit here drinking beer and eating peanuts (laughs) i mean also like what else are you gonna do and diane has this great moment where she was like we Sean did not make us come here. You chose you this. chose this because we didn't know what the fuck to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yes, Diane, you better fucking tell him." Exactly. Tell I love him. it. I love Diane. Yeah. Shut up, David. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's so great. Oh, this is when so Barbara's not doing well. We notice. Yeah. Liz yeah. mainly notices. She's not doing great. And kind of pulls her aside and is like, are you okay? And she was like, I didn't want to worry Sean. And then she reveals, you know, a I huge gash a in, yeah. Yeah, in her wrist. And, and she's like, oh, fuck. Again, great Foley work here. Yeah. So she gives Liz and Sean's relationship her approval. It's so sweet. So cute. Oh. She gives her like a necklace. She's like, I need you to have this. And she's like, well, Sean and I aren't. And she's like... I need you to have this, you know? Yeah. And so uh, Sean has to shoot his mom in the head. Again, very, very scary. Touching, awful, but heartbreaking. Awful. Yeah, this movie, this movie really plays with a lot of different kinds of horrors of, you know, kind of like that's, to me, a very psychological 
Oh yeah. You know, like yeah. horror, you, right? And then and then on top of that, you've got the zombie apo- apocalypse movies are always psychological to me. Mm-hmm. Um and then you've got, you know, just like the straight up gore. Yeah. You know, so uh, this movie does a really great job of not only being a crossover but implementing different elements of horror, right. which is really cool. But anyway, where were we? Um so they're all arguing, and this is when we learn that you know, like David accu- or David is accused of being in love with Liz, and Diana's like, "Yep, he totally is." <laughs> and then, um, th- yeah, this is when Sean shoots Barbara. But then we've got this big final break in of the zombies into the Winchester. They devour David in one of the best <laughs> gore moments I have ever it's seen. It's such a funny gore it's moment. So too. Unexpected. It's so unexpected. It's so used. It's great. It's just, they're like tearing him to shreds and all of a sudden it's just like he's stretching <laughs> he until you don't think he ever, like he will be anymore and then they just stick their hand in it's and a it's great guts. reference to um city of the living dead which you haven't seen and i need to show you it's one of Correct, my favorites it's a that. great italian zombie flick from uh i want to say 83 yeah um it was the beginning of it was the gates of hell trilogy yeah very good i am looking forward to it yeah but diane <laughs> and poor diane uh, <laughs> Men ain't shit, and she just decides, even after, like, outing him as being, like, in love with their flatmate and friend and everything, she still jumps into the crowd to try to save him. I'm coming, David! David's not here anymore. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, yo, did David you not... can't answer the phone, he's dead. Did you not just see his literal intestines? You're holding his leg. <laughs> yeah, what makes you think that you can save his ass now? Poor Diane. Save Ugh. yourself, Diane. Fuck men. Um, go go date Tamsin Grieg, your your double from the uh, from Yvonne's yeah group. Why not? So then we've got a zombified Pete comes back again. He bites <laughs> Ed and you Sean. <laughs> um, and then Sean shoots and kills Pete successfully. So then we've got Sean, Liz, and Ed. They're behind the bar. He sets it on fire, and then of course they're like. It's like, where, where are the bullets? He's like, on the bar. And they just like start shooting off, you know? He tries to grab it. And He's like, fuck it. <laughs> oh, cock it. Cock it, yeah. Yeah. So then they realize that they only have two bullets left. And oh, we didn't even mention the don't stop me now scene. Oh, yeah. Amazing work Who here. Who put this on? It's on random. It's on random. It's and they great. beat. Uh, uh... Oh, who owns? On Who's beat. It? They yeah. beat on beat. Beat it's on great. beat, yeah. Uh, the but the bar owner. Don't stop me with now. the pool cues. <laughs> yeah, no, there are so many things that I'm kind of glossing over here, but like, just, I'm just here to just shout them out. It. I'm just yeah. here to shout them out. Just watch it. You know, it's like I, it's amazing. I'm just like teasing the movie for you if you haven't already watched it. When you're <laughs> how how have you not seen this movie? I don't know. So in an awesome display of like dark comedy, we've got Sean and Liz. You know, mm-hmm. talking about committing suicide um, because they feel like it's their only option. They have two bullets left and Ed is kind of like, I'm okay with me and eating because they kind of look at him and he's like, don't worry about me. Nick Frost. I, have you seen Nick Frost's Instagram? No. It's amazing. It's just him cooking dinner all the time. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> he like makes a lot of pork roasts. He's lost a lot of weight too. He went on like a health journey. I love watching people cook mm-hmm. on Instagram. I'll have to follow him. He's amazing. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah, they, I love the the conversation between the two of them. I don't well, want to be eaten. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, I don't mind. And but she then Liz is like, oh, I can't. She, I, it can't be me. I'd utterly muck it up. Yeah. And so, then he's like, I don't. He's like, I don't think I can. I don't think I can do. Um, you know, shooting uh, my flatmate, my mom, and my, my girlfriend, girlfriend all in one day. And she's like, girlfriend, what makes you think I'm taking you back? And he's like, well, you don't want to die single, do you? And she's like, touche, motherfucker. Um, they share a cigarette because she bought a pack. No, she got it out oh, of she the got bin. His, that's right. Yeah, because he took, threw he, his yeah, out because he, he was, was trying to be like, I'm quitting, and yeah. she was like, mm, grabbed him out of the bin. Um, <laughs> Sneaky monkey. Sneaky monkey. So Sean discovers like a keg lift that goes out into the street. Ed is like, I'll stay with the rifles or with the rifle and the zombies as you Mm -hmm. know, because they're still like breaking in. But as they exit the Winchester, the British army 
just like shows, shows up. up and just like, which is a definitely a very convenient ending. I'm going to let it slide because this movie is just so brilliant. But I'm like, if this movie were bad, I would be like, come on, this right. is such a convenient ending. But maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that yeah. was like very on purpose. I don't know. But anyway, um, I do love that it is Sean's opposite. Yeah, it's Yvonne. Yvonne, yeah. that's her name. Yeah. Yes. So Sean and Liz are safe. They got away. Yeah. And then we flash forward to six months later, uh, where civilization is pretty much returned to normal, except the surviving zombies are used for like cheap labor, entertainment, because um, they're on like the game show. They're, you know, bagging groceries. They're right. doing like, you know, all these things. And like working s- on farms. Yeah. Yeah. We see that Liz has actually moved in with Sean and Sean keeps Ed, who is, if you remember, a zombie, <laughs> um, just like tied up and like in chains in his shed where they just go and play video games together. We get this kind of funny moment where he tries to like take a bite out of Sean. He's like, bro, <laughs> like, come on. No homo. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a great tie to the movie. Like, yeah. And- it's a really nice end cap. It definitely is. And I mean, I kind of talked about it through throughout the plot, but I mean, come on. Just such a successful comedy horror film because you've mm-hmm. got again, you've got so many different brands of comedy. Like I said, you've got like a a taste of comedy of errors in the beginning. You've got dark humor. You've got slapstick humor. You've got so much. you've got you've got just like so many things and then you've just got really clever humor like callbacks and yeah, you know and yeah, we always talk about steeped in reference. It's funny Edgar Wright actually includes an homage meter with all of his releases. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he what says, did he give this one? I don't know actually. I have to oh, look it up. He just said that he does that. Okay. Yeah. So That's um, cool though. Yeah, he started doing it when he was working on Space. Yeah, um, because everything he does is so steeped in reference. Like For he's sure. just a, he's like Tarantino, but cool. Actually, cool. Right, right. Like right, Tarantino right. thinks he's cool, which makes him not cool. Edgar Wright's just a dork. Yeah, who loves shit, and that makes him cool. You know, right. And then you've got you've got all these different brands of horror. You've got mm-hmm. some really great gore. You've got um, again, like very deep psychological shit. Because a lot of these zombie movies um, stemmed from like post 9-11 kind of cultural right because when you think about it horror is definitely it's a reflection of what society is afraid of like i would not be surprised at like once it is not quote-unquote too soon that we have like 10 million more like contagions type oh they're all coming out yeah you know like, like the next year even if it's not like on the nose um, pandemic shit, it's gonna something's gonna stem from this. Um, I just know it. Yeah. Because after after we go through a form of you know collective trauma, that's where a lot of the art com- stems out of, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. And this was kind of the resurgence of whenever you have a huge resurgence of like a subgenre like the zombie film and then you get a parody of it like this that's when you know that it was a real resurgence you know absolutely yeah no i mean like when you talk about that like what came out this year yeah dawn of the dead remake yep the grudge Mm -hmm. uh van helsing saw came out this year yeah you know like it resident evil apocalypse came out this year you know frankenstein um there's so many Oh, Secret Window with Johnny Depp came out yeah. this year. Like, there's so many interesting. Yeah, oh, I forgot Alien vs Predator came out. This <laughs> well, it's just like we we become really we have when when we go through a collective trauma like that, we have you know anxieties around mm-hmm. unnatural deaths and yeah. apocalyptic type things happening. And I would definitely say that 9-11 was a, an apocalyptic <laughs> ass day. It sure felt like it. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that this movie is really interesting because it was kind of on the tail end of it, because, again, you get all of these zombie movies and then you get a parody. Yeah. You know, and and I just think that this one was done so incredibly well with mm-hmm. again like the crossover and the steeping it in reference to take care of you know your diehard dorky horror fans like us and yeah. then also keeping it really light and relatable to people who just want to go to the theater and see like a silly 
gory film. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. And Stephen Moffat was the name I was trying to think of earlier. <laughs> he wrote Doctor Who. Oh, and okay. He was the head writer of Doctor Who and Sherlock with Let's say, we talk, we talk a lot about a lot of people. You got to yeah, be specific. Sorry. No, I just saw his name again because I forgot that Wright um, wrote. Wright wrote. <laughs> Wright wrote Adventures of Tenton with him and Joe Cornish. Gotcha. Yeah, and Cornish is his like longtime writing partner. But yeah, I think one of the things that makes it so successful is not just how much it's steeped in reference, but also how it's shot, right? Totally, totally. So I do want to go into that a little bit. Um, yeah, because because again, we were saying that like you have to have all those supporting vibey things yeah, for lack of a yeah. better word. It's got to like, be fucked up and vibey. You have to create the world, and yeah. I think that this can be a very complicated thing to create. Again, with merging genres and adding you know different sub sub genres into mm-hmm. it. Um, so yeah, please indulge us in your shot knowledge. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, shots? Um, <laughs> shots? <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to make Grigio. I know. That's um, all I'll do. So one thing I... So the reason I compare uh, Wright to Sam Raimi is, one, because he does himself. Like, he, he is explicitly trying to cross Raimi with Romero in this film. Yeah, and successful. Yeah, a completely successful merging of styles here. Because Raimi is the king of horror comedy right like undisputed does so well no yeah. one does horror comedy better than him except Edgar Wright <laughs> um, and Raimi has said that too but the reason I compare him explicitly to Sam Raimi and yeah. not someone like Carpenter or uh, Kusama or uh, uh, Craven is because of the way he structures his shots yes so we talked about the Raimi sequence we've talked about it a lot lately yeah um, but what really makes so there's a Raimi sequence and then there's the right sequence. Yeah. And the right sequence is a reference to the Raimi sequence, right? So we talked about that. It's um, all coverage and a lot of really tight, fast edits. Yeah. And tight shots, too. Like, yeah. they're very close. And then you cut to the final angle and something happens. Yeah. That's the Raimi sequence, right? Right. It's like 12 cuts in a second, almost. Or, like, a few seconds. Yeah. <clears throat> the right sequence is... A series of like, it's like a bunch of whip pans. Yeah. Is what he does. Yeah. Like it's a thousand whip pans and reverses. Mm -hmm. And then the shot keeps changing every single time. Yeah. So let's take the opening sequence of this, right? The very first thing. And I'm going to quote this blog that I found that does a very good job of describing this, but it says, um, Wright loves to get, uh, loves quote, getting into a scene late and leaving early. End quote. Right. So like. Yeah, I love that. It's um, such a perfect description. Yeah, we start yeah. in medias race and we leave before the race is done. <laughs> yeah, and it keeps it keeps the tension building if, exactly. if you do yeah. it in that in that way because yeah, it just it you, it kind of feels like never a dull moment mm-hmm. type filmmaking, I guess. Yeah, he he refuses to let things sleep. You know, yeah, um, very much in the same way that like Thirty Rock was, right? Thirty oh Rock had a, the highest joke density of any show ever. I it mean, was like the first insane. season was like nine point something jokes a minute. Insane, yeah, yeah. just the pace of it. And so mm-hmm. he's his pacing, like we always complain about pacing, right? So good, so good. Yeah, if you can't if you can't stay engaged during an Edgar Wright movie, I don't really know how to help like it's, you. It's, these are movies that like I generally won't get on my phone for. You can't. Every single, yeah, because you're just yeah. you want to watch it. It's so deep, and so many things are happening that you're just like, I'm fucking excited. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's. Let, well, we can break down the opening sequence, right? So it starts with Sean centered, mm-hmm. and then it, it's his name being Liz saying his name over and over and over again. Sean. Yeah, and he's yeah. just often he's staring off in the middle distance. He's in his own he, world. Exactly. Yeah. He looks up. We whip pan to, or sorry, we reverse to Liz. Mm-hmm. Who's centered. And then it cuts back to Sean. Yeah. So he, it's this series of reverses, right? Yeah. Uh, which is what you do in a conversation, typically. When yeah. you shoot that, uh, mm-hmm. two shot like that, you'll just do them in reverses. Yeah. But every single time, the angle changes. Yes. And widens out. And so Sean's now in the left third. And then it cuts back to Liz, and she's in the right third. And then cuts back to Sean, and he's in the right third. And now Ed's in, this, in the left third. Yeah. But yeah, so I love that every single time he that's the right sequence right is that every single time he cuts the yeah. angle's gonna change mm-hmm. so it's gonna be like a Raimi sequence where there are 12 hard fast cuts yeah but it's gonna include whip pans it's gonna include a bunch of reverses and it's gonna be like 
like dolly zooms or steady cams. Yeah. You know, like his steady cam shots are more carpentry. Mm-hmm. But like, I think if I think where like Kusama and uh, uh, Jordan Peele mm-hmm. are sort of the uh, successors to John Carpenter. Yeah. Edgar Wright is absolutely the successor to Sam Raimi. Nice. No question yeah. to yeah, me. Yeah, no, I, you know? I, I do not disagree. It's also just like he's so good at using good Foley artists. Like, I mean, he's he's worked with the same Foley artists for all of his films. Yes. But just amazing, amazing, amazing that this, like, that's what seals the deal on this film for me in yeah. a way, you know? Like, yeah. when he's doing all of these hard swipes, yeah. or hard wipes, I should say, not swipes, wipes, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like the breakfast sequence, right? Yeah. T swiping the toast like it's this heroic slash across the toast for sure right? for sure yeah um all of those little it's moments all in the details yeah. yeah but then he then he'll switch to that steady cam shot in the bodega right yeah and i love that mm-hmm. that like it's just the steady cam like follow with him yeah he he has fun in a deliberate way like you mm-hmm. know how we were talking about um james wan and how it kind of was like look at all of these techniques i know and look at yeah. all of all of these things i'm just gonna slap on this one film so that you can see what i can do and it's very yeah. you know it's 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 not nuanced this is like he's having a lot of fun but he knows what the fuck he's doing yeah you know yeah like it, like i like him and peel are the people I look to for him, yeah. Peel and Kusama, and I guess um, Annalily Poor if she makes another horror film, yeah, are like my my canon right now. You know, totally of the new guard. Yeah, because I think Wright and Kusama are around the same age. Mm-hmm. Jordan Peele's younger, and Annalily Poor is younger. She's yeah. like our age, but right. Um, Skateboarding DJ, coolest <laughs> lady, the baddest of asses. Yeah, and she's hot. It's annoying. <laughs> she's just good at a lot of things. But yeah, it's so. Yeah, this is, he's somebody who has fun with film. We've talked yeah. about that with Raimi too. That's again why we compare him. Like he's someone who just enjoys making movies. Like he just is like, I can't believe they let me do this. Look at me, I get to do this. This is so fun. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And I definitely get those vibes from um, Edgar Wright. Again, yeah. I think it's just like because it is still nuanced. It's having fun, but it's nuanced. It it allows us to have fun with it. Yeah. Instead of being confused. Right. Yeah. Because like where Carpenter is like this consummate professional, right? Mm-hmm. Right is more like Raimi where he's just like, I he's an idiot professional, you know? Like right. he's brilliant at what he does and he's studied all of this film and just been working on it since he was a kid, just like Raimi. But he just like... He just has fun. He cares so much, but he just has fun with it. And that's why yeah. like I always contrast people like that with Tarantino. Yeah. Because I love Tarantino movies, mm-hmm. generally. Um, the last two weren't good. But anyway, uh, it's a different podcast. Uh, but I contrast them with Tarantino because Tarantino doesn't look like he's having fun when he's talking about movies. Right. He's the fucking nerd. He's the guy who's going to have a 4.0 mm-hmm. in film school. But he's just going to be a dick about it. Yeah. You know? Like, he's just he's not having fun. He's just doing it because he's like, look how cool I am. And Edgar Wright saying, look how cool this is. For sure. Right? He's like, this is so awesome. I can't believe this is a job. 100%. (laughs) Which is the same way. That's exactly what I've said about Raimi every time we've talked about him. Is that like, I can't believe they let me do this. This is so cool. Yeah. Bong Joon-ho's like that too. Yeah. He's like, this is fucking great. I'm going to make my Oscars make out. I love love him. (laughs) I love him so much. Yeah. He's also in the new canon. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I didn't mention him earlier, but he definitely is. Undoubtedly. Yeah. Um, but that's that's really what I have to say about the shots. Like it's just it's fun, it's cool, it's a lot of work. I can't believe how much coverage that would take. You know? Oh, for sure. Which for is the sure. opposite of Bong Joon Ho. Yeah, yeah. He's like <laughs> notoriously it's good. doesn't shoot coverage. We got it. <laughs> yeah, he's he's always like, yeah, we got it. We, we're that good. Interview with Chris Evans where he's like, I'm terror, and Ed Harris. We're both just like, are you you sure? He's like, yep. Let's go. It's like I <laughs> got it. I'm tired. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta go eat some buns. Yeah, I I again just can't harp enough on how successful this movie is. Like it's just such a joy to watch. Really is. And it it puts you through a lot of different 
emotions and again like more so psychological horror than anything because i feel like that that is just synonymous with the mm-hmm. ap- anything apocalyptic yeah and it's it's so successful down to the dialogue which yeah. really is more peg than right like right is very good at dialogue but i know that simon peg had more of a hand on hand that. on that mm-hmm. yeah because like thinking of even like how they lay out the plot of the movie yeah um like nick frost uh, ed yeah. Lays out the plot of the movie yeah. with their yeah. plan for the next day. Yeah, that's how it's like so what I meant when I said it's so clever because we've got all these, you know, callbacks where they keep saying like, you know, you've got you've got red on you. But like first mm-hmm. of all, it's it's a joke. It's a nasty joke from Philip right. where, you know, it's just annoying cuz he has yeah. a red name tag and a red tie. You've got red on yeah. you. Yeah. And you he's know? Well, and he has a stain from his pin, yeah. Yeah. That too. It's a, yeah. Um and then you've got uh Another there's another scene I don't remember what it is where he does have like a stain and I think it was maybe well, Liz who says like you've got red on you or something. It's Ed. It's Ed. Yeah. Okay. I'm clearly not remembering the details right now. It's fine. I've um, it's just I've seen this movie like twenty something times. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it a few times. I saw it in theaters. Um, I'm jealous of. I did not. I did not see. It. I don't think I saw it until high school. Mm. Which actually 2004 was high school for me, but a little bit later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, them sitting sitting in the in the Winchester and basically laying out the movie. They're like, okay, yeah. we're going to wake up. We're going to get a Bloody Mary where yeah. they, they make a Mary bloody. Yeah. And then, you <laughs> know. Bloody Mary in the garden. And then there's the go to the Queens. We're going to do shots. Like, it's all of these things that correlate with the entire plot of the movie. Yeah. Shots back for uh, back at the Winchester for shots. Yeah. Where they I, shoot a bunch of zombies with the rifle. Yeah. Down it, to the little princess, yeah, to have a couple, mm-hmm. like yeah, it's it's or great. Pick up it's, a couple at the little princess, and that's Liz, David, and Diane. Yeah, it's yeah. so clever. No, it's one of those movies that like cleverness can be annoying. This is not an annoyingly clever movie. This is perfectly clever. Yeah, and it's it's being wink wink without being wink wink. If that makes yeah, sense, it's not. Like I said again, it's cool because it's not trying to be. Yeah. It's definitely, it, it's so much effort to feel effortless. For sure. Which we say about our, that's our favorite line about our favorite directors, right? Yeah. Is that they try, they, they are trying so hard and it doesn't feel like it, but it yeah. shows. Yeah. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I just, I can't say enough good things about this movie. We'll probably cover the rest of the trilogy at some point. Yeah. At some point we definitely will. Little palate cleansers. Yeah. Definitely needed one after last week. Oh, <laughs> you literally said when we were looking for a movie to watch, can we please watch a movie that we know is good and fun so that we I don't quit this podcast and kill myself? <laughs> I did say that. I did, like, verbatim say that. I admit it. But yeah, I I cannot wait for this new horror noir. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. Very, it's either this year or next year that it's coming out, but I'm very excited same yeah we'll have to see with i mean covid delayed everything but yeah. we'll have to see when it's actually coming out yeah but it's the first time he's not he's doing like a straight up and down horror movie he's not doing a comedy from what it, from the description like it's a proper horror film i will be very excited to see because you know some of my favorite straight up and down horror films have that comedic element in it yeah. so i'm wondering if you know there's even just like a little sneaky I'm sure there will be. Like, every time Raimi yeah. makes a horror film, it's like that. I love the humor that yeah. is found in horror films, but I have a weird sense of humor. So, yeah. here we and are. This is, such a, this is such a successful horror comedy. Like, even more so. Like, I love Tucker and Dale. And it's my, I would say, my second favorite horror comedy. But this, right. you, you can't beat this movie to me. Yeah. Even Evil Dead 2 is not as funny as this. This one is just so clever. I yeah. can't, I can't. And um, pristine. Like, there's nothing wasted. Yeah. It's yeah. such an efficient movie. It. It is a well-rounded like sandwich yeah. slapped on the bread. Mm-hmm. No, no frills. No, um, you know, no extra fat. Just like yeah, just, on the sandwich. And I smoked turkey with a little, like a little mayo, a little hot sauce, and some Swiss. Yep, and that's that's that. It's it's everything you need, you know. And yeah. it's just it's it's nothing more, nothing delicious less. filling. It's great. Happy to go. Would recommend. Yeah. I think that's a really good note to uh, end our discussion <laughs> on it today. Calling Shaun of the Dead a turkey, turkey sandwich. I love that. Um, 
So you guys know where to find us. We're on Instagram at Horror Babes Podcast. We're on Twitter oh at God. Horror Babes Pod. And we have a website. What? Horror Babes Podcast. Who the fuck built that website? Com. I don't remember. It was you. It was me? <laughs> I don't know. Um, if it's broken, don't at me. Um, <laughs> or please do so we can fix it. <laughs> yeah, true. Let me know, I guess. Squarespace. Pretty hard to bo- it's pretty hard to break. True. But yeah, if you're liking what you're hearing, please <gasps> give us a rating or a review or mm-hmm. just tell your friends, you know. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. Until next time. Bye, Bye, babes. babes.